This is Wes Hoffman, and you're listening to Beyond FM. Peace, quiet, and good order will be maintained in our city to the best of our ability. Riots, melees, and disturbances of the peace are against the interest of all our people and therefore cannot be permitted. Interrupt this program to bring you... On behalf of the United States government... We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Stand by. I'll be right there. All right, St. Louis, I want to hear everybody sing Come on! St. Louis. Beyond Radio. Beyond now, here comes the music. Sir. For what 
Good evening and a special Tuesday night uh, live from Pops. And uh, that was Wes Hoffman, of course. And we have Wes Hoffman and Jacob both here from Wes Hoffman and Friends. And uh, so thank you for coming out. And, uh, and we have a lot to talk about, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, for, t- having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, Tony. I know it's been a while since uh, we were just talking to as that song was playing that uh, it's been several years now since those songs have been released and the last time that I've been on the show. So. Thanks for having us back. Not a problem. Um, I have noticed that you, at least the past year, you've been very busy. Oh, no, we don't have anything going on. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, we, we've been pretty busy. We've hit the road pretty hard this year uh, and last year. But um, I think I could speak for both you and I and some of the other guys that we've been written, bitten by the touring bug for sure. Yeah, absolutely. We played 25 shows this last year? 25 shows this year, and 20 of them were on the road, and five of them were here in St. Louis. And do you think that formula works better for you? I definitely, for for what we're trying to do, I think so. Like, um, A, you you know, for multiple reasons. A, like, we really enjoy going on the road, and we, like, every day is an adventure. You don't know what you're going to get. I mean, I I book a lot of our our out-of-town shows, and... I do my best to put together the best bill that I can in that city at the best venue for us. Um, you know, we're not we're not trying to fill like 500 cap rooms or anything. Like yeah. usually a hundred cap room is perfect, and we get good locals that kind of fit. And you know, sometimes it does really well. And um, this last run was was really really awesome. Um, every show was great, and it's really kind of helped us expand just out you know outside of St. Louis, but just everywhere. You know, uh, we're going to Florida. Um, and doing a four day run down there in January and, um, everybody's hyped about it and we're really excited and it kind of helps. Um, that sounds awful. Florida in January. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> sounds awful. yeah, it definitely helps, um, you know, for, for what we're trying to do, I think, and, and we just really enjoy doing it. Um, but you know, it's one thing to have the internet and be able to have your, your, um, your music accessible to everybody, which, you know, you know, very well, uh, is is what you do is, is, is streaming on the internet, but it's another thing to like go to the city and play for people. You know what I mean? Um, and I think there's something special that happens there when, uh, you go to a city and people are like, Oh, these guys are from St. Louis. Like they came all the way to Cleveland or Philadelphia or Chicago. Um, you know, this is a really cool experience to see this band that I've never seen before. Or maybe, you know, now we're almost every show that we play out of town, we're having people that are like, oh, yeah, I've been listening to you guys, that mm-hmm. people that have been wanting to see us play. So it's been really cool. Yeah, it's always really <clears throat> nuts when you, uh, kind of surreal when you're playing in a city you've never been to before, at least as a band. And there's people, five, ten people in the crowd at least, singing the words to your songs. And it, it's just like, oh, wow. Yeah, like we're we're outside the scope of the city, you know? It, yeah. Is that a, is that a different kind of high winning over a crowd? That's not your home crowd. Yeah, I would say absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's always, it's always a thrill to play here at home in St. Louis because uh, people know who we are and, 
and people know the words to our songs. And usually we have a lot of friends there and, you know, maybe people that are seeing us for the first time, but we're always 10 times more comfortable playing at home just because, you know, we know the venues and, and a lot of our friends are there and, and we know people are going to know the words, but when you're in a city where no one knows you, um, and by the end of the set, people are almost like upset that you're getting off stage. Yeah. Uh, that's a really, really cool feeling. Yeah. We played that show in, uh, not, uh, in Cape Girardeau and yeah, people, they were yelling for us to play more songs. We're like, we literally don't know any more songs than this. We, <laughs> we don't maxed have out. anymore. But, you want uh, us to play another you know, one? Definitely doesn't happen every show, but uh, it's always an amazing feeling. You know, home, home, hometown advantage, like home crowd, home turf advantage, whatever the expression is, always, you know, makes the shows a little more energetic and stuff because there's just going to be more people there who know your songs, your lyrics, et cetera. But like, uh, it's a, it, it is a real thrill. Like when you go like to Philly or Cleveland and cities we haven't been before and, people are super into it it's it's an awesome feeling well i've have seen you guys enough times where your home crowd you do cater to your your friends when you're singing with along with them and you know just pointing the mics at them and, oh, yeah. and things like that oh absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah that's part of the fun is is when we play at home and we play a show at like the sinkhole or off broadway where um you know there's multiple people there that are that are singing along and um you know we're i think we're, we're I could speak for both of us when we, or for for probably the whole band, when we like small venues where we can just pack people in and and you know have kind of that basement show type feeling, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's always a great time. But yeah, it's been it's been very cool to you know I think we've had multiple experiences now where uh, when we walk off the stage, people are sad to see us go, you know, out of town, and um, I think we've won once people over, but it's also a challenge too, you know, you got to oh, yeah. keep people engaged, so absolutely. Definitely. And when we don't necessarily draw well in a particular town and it just like, like you were saying before, it just makes us want to go back and play that much harder and that much better and get, you know, even bigger locals and, and just do it upright the next time. Like, so just keep pushing forward no matter what. And what, what has been your favorite place to play? And were there any surprises? Uh, one of my favorite cities to play in is Chicago. Um, they have a huge Chicago. I mean, Chicago is the third biggest city in the country, uh, for one thing, but they have a very big pop punk scene there. Um, and even just traditionally over the years, you know, Alkaline Trio, Lawrence Arms, Rise Against, Fallout Boy, um, you know, and then even newer bands like Real Friends and Knuckle Puck and Sincere Engineer, um, that are coming out of there. People are like, people want to see pop punk there, and we're a pop punk band, you know? So, well, Chicago is a different animal, too, where it seems like they just want to go out no matter who's playing, rather than, sorry, St. Louis, but yeah. you're, you're particular on who you're going to sure. spend your time with. Yes. I think that's true. Yeah. yeah so, Chicago is, is a great, has been great for us. And, and to Jacob's point earlier, like, you know, we've, we've played Chicago three times within the last two years now. And, um, you know, it, a lot of factors go into whether or not a show is going to be good, what night of the week it is, what bands you're playing with. But mm-hmm. every time that we've been to Chicago, it's been really good. Um, Kansas City is another yeah. place that we do really well at. Um, we're going, we're playing there um, on December 8th. It's going to be our last show of the year. And, um, you know, I have no doubt that that's going to be a great show, too. We have a great lineup. So, um, but uh, 
As far as places that surprised you, what would you say, Doib? I would say, uh, I, honestly, that Cleveland show we played recently at the Masonic Temple, what was it, Temple Live in Cleveland, uh, totally blew me away. We we didn't really know what to expect. It's a old Masonic Lodge that's like a square city block, which is enormous when you're actually in a building that's that big. Um, and they had an underground venue, and they there was this incredible local that headlined uh, – uh, Detention, they were called, and it's, it's like sixteen to twenty year olds in the band. They've been a band. They told us they've been a band for like eight, eight or ten years, which blew my mind. Oh, wow. They started when they were like eleven, yeah, yeah. and being a band for eight years to get all together, and they were so tight and they were so energetic. And I was like, wow, these that was probably the most impressive local I've ever seen in another city like that we weren't from that just blew me away such young kids but that venue is amazing we got to tour the masonic lot like the masonic temple afterwards and go into the bowels and it was wild it was uh west thought he was going to see a ghost there i did that's definitely a night i'll I'll never forget we were on tour with a band called tired radio and uh we were like singing in an elevator together taking this tour through this like creepy haunted masonic temple and uh, after the show and it it was just wild what were you going to say Oh no! I, I I was just oh I was holding onto his arm the whole time. So yeah, I had a little too much to drink Hold that me. night. Maybe a little too much to drink. Too many the, ghost shows the, and too much to drink. But it happened. The Jameson was going down easy that night. Let me just put it that way. Uh, I would say another place that that surprises me too is sometimes the smaller cities that you don't you think like Cape Girardeau and Carbondale. Um, some of those places like really will bring a ton of people you know uh we've had we recently did uh played both of those places this year and had over 100 people Mm -hmm. at each show and um you know anytime that you have just a crowd of that size i'm i'm pretty happy with that you know what i mean for an out-of-town show where people maybe maybe a few people there know who you are but most people are coming for other local bands or maybe there's a big headliner or, or something they just want like to drink or whatever and they yeah yeah maybe they're just there you get some foot traffic in too but some of those smaller cities really do well and um you know we're definitely planning on co- going back to both of those places next year yeah i kind of preached that a little bit with with like even smaller than cape Girardeau and and carbondale like just the smaller towns and you and you bring like a hip-hop show they go nuts because they don't they don't get that live yeah. in those parts yeah. of the yeah. world, you know, so they just go bonkers over like, wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's take five and we'll come back about, we'll talk about some three war, 314 punk stuff and uh, educate some people on that. Uh, and also, we do have two tracks to play tonight that are unreleased yes. and, and they probably still won't be released for a little while. So you're going to get to hear them right here first. But uh, now we'll enjoy uh, Far From Yesterday. This is West Hoffman on Beyond FM. <laughs>
see the best of everything STL, we mean everything. Oh my god! Something's gonna happen, huh? Parental discretion strongly advised. Stay golden, pony boy. Beyond FM. You're incredible.
going now. And we are back live with uh, Beyond FM Live here from Pops. And uh, Wes Hoffman and Jacob from Wes Hoffman and Friends are here with us tonight. And uh, so let's, let's. I know we, we've talked about this before, but you know how the wonderful world of podcasting is. And not everybody gets yeah. to hear every single episode of every single thing. So let's talk a little bit about 314 Punk and, and sure. tell, tell the world about it. Yeah, absolutely. So... Uh, 314 Punk, I guess uh, I started that back in April of 2021. And um, this had all kind of formed from uh, the idea. We had put out our first single, which was a song called What's Left of Me. I don't know if we'll play it tonight, but maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> uh, it's it's definitely one of my favorite songs, if not the be- the favorite song that I've ever written because um, I was going through a divorce, job transition. I'm uh, because of the divorce, I moved out of my house. COVID had just hit. Like I was going through all these emotions, and I and I really just put it all into this song, which is kind of uh, Johnny from from our band has said that it's like our flagship song because it has like fast punk beats. It's got a it's got really cool intro riff. It's got. It the song that defined your modern <laughs> yes yes exactly it's got everything in it that that i like in songs it's got a good breakdown a catchy chorus you know um so i put that single out and i was getting um uh, i was working with a publicist at the time and i was getting a lot of like publicity from underground pop punk um media outlets um you know we were we were we were just getting a lot of like attention from uh, kind of the pop punk world in general and uh, you know nothing huge but like a de- decent amount of hits from like p- people that were saying the song is really good and like like reviewing it and um, you know sharing it getting it playlisted and that type of thing and I still had not many people in St. Louis knew that I was doing a band again or that like I had released the song um, so the idea it came into my mind I was going on these like long two to three mile walks during COVID um, because we that, couldn't do anything else, right? Exactly. <laughs> that we needed something in St. Louis that was like a centralized location for, um, a centralized outlet for St. Louis punk bands and punk meaning not just punk rock, but like pop punk, emo, um, a little bit of hardcore, ska, you know, kind of mm-hmm. anything that comes under that umbrella of like kind of underground, uh, music. So, um, you know, I began just, reaching out to some bands and saying, Hey, can we feature you on our page? Write up a little bio about who you are and what you do. And we'll kind of put you out there as like our, um, you know, featured band of the week, you know, or Mm -hmm. that type of thing. So, and then I started sharing different shows and, um, that type of thing on three, one, four punk on Instagram, just on Instagram. And then I started a podcast and I started interviewing bands and talking about things in the scene and, and stuff like that. And then eventually I started booking shows and, um, as the type of person that I am. And if, if, you know, Tony, I know you're the, uh, the creative type. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had my own band at the time, so I kind of bit off a little bit more than I could chew, mm-hmm. um, and took on a little bit too much, but, um, you know, we're still doing it. I'm still booking a lot of shows. Um, uh, you know, different bands that come through like you, you Vandal, um, they're on the same label as us, um, tired radio, uh, they're tour mates of ours, like different bands that come through that I really like. Um, I'm still booking shows for them. Um, different bands that are like, um, under our management group too. Like I'll book shows for, for them. So, um, you know, I'm still out here actively like doing stuff in the scene. I've scaled back a little bit just because my life has gotten really busy and our band has been doing a lot too, but, um, I really wanted to kind of just highlight 
what's happening in our scene in St. Louis and specifically give everywhere, give a centralized location where everybody could see, here's what shows are happening. You know, here's what's happening in the scene. Here's what's going on. If you're not, you can't follow every individual band and keep up with them. You can follow 314 Punk and keep up with it. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, my phone keeps keeps buzzing because we keep going on and off the internet. So I may what? do a reboot really quick. We'll fix oh. it in post okay. as far as the actual interview goes. But my phone keeps going off like, bam, bam, you're off air, you're off air, blah, blah, blah. So let's do that. Let's let's reboot real fast and we'll come back with Wes Hoffman and friends. And, yes. and we'll, we'll, we'll come back and jam and, and then we'll hopefully get this fixed. So we'll be right back right here on Beyond FM.
left of me on the best of everything STL behind FM. And of course, uh, brought to you by uh, Tencent Handyman Services and also Pops and uh, Afton Barbershop and Mort's Small Engine Repair. Hey, there we go. I got the sponsors in this time. I'm proud of myself. Um, hanging out with Wes Hoffman, we, of course, uh, we're going to tease it a little bit more. We do have two new tracks that we're going to play later on in, in the show. Um, so one thing I want to ask you, since you guys have, have indulged the information that you guys have been, I won't say together, but friends for 20 years, how cool is it that you guys are, one, still friends and doing all this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. No, it's awesome. It's crazy. We met. July 7th of 2001, we both graduated high school. We were both in different bands that were kind of nearing breaking up, and we met and just instantly hit it off and started a band together, and then and the rest is history. We haven't been in bands continually since then, but these last five or six years doing this project is, is like getting back together and playing uh, is has just been awesome. It's surreal sometimes, like being on stage, looking over at your friend of 20-plus years and just being like, hell yeah, we're out here doing this. It's it's pretty amazing. I I just sent him a voice message the other day that said that kind of saying that that like I have to pinch myself sometimes because we're forty years old. Like yeah. we're we're not we're not young kids out here doing this. And um, you know we we played in bands when we were younger together, and then um, you know, and I played in different bands, and and um, you know, after that as well. But there was a period of time where neither of us played music for probably eight. Uh, like eight almost eight years, years eight yeah. or nine years and um so it's been really cool now to not only be doing this like at this phase in our lives um you know which which <laughs> sometimes i think about oh man i wish i was a little bit younger but i didn't have the knowledge or the resources oh, i to get this, that big time know? because if i i mean i do say that a lot like say man i wish i had all this when i was like 20 25 you know yeah but i i would take it for granted or oh, i would totally. i would do something dumb or, or or whatever you know and being at 51 now and like just all this stuff happening i'm like i'll, I'll take it yeah you know? exactly exactly i mean it, it's it, it's definitely like i like that i'm doing this now and i'm i can be smarter about it more resourceful more strategic more intentional about what we're doing and um you know not only i mean i always kind of envisioned in the back of my mind that if i started a band i i i always wanted jacob to be on bass like um you know i i was going to say that I always wanted you to be at my stage left or right, but you guys switch sometimes. So it's not like you're always on well, the they stage. They just like to the do stage. that to confuse you. Um, we got to keep you on but, your toes. But it is really cool to, um, you know, see him, see him on the, on the side of the stage. And I also don't want to leave, you know, the other guys out, um, Hez and Steven and Johnny, um, that, that play with us. And, you know, we, the three of us, me and Jacob and Steven have been all over the country and all over the world at this point. Well, North America, because yeah. like we've, yeah. we've been to Canada together, we've traveled all over the Midwest, we're going to Florida together, um, and our drummer has can't always go with us when we go out of town, but that's been really cool because we've been able to have other drummers fill in and become really good friends with them. Um, our friend Matt Jackson has been on three tours with us, and he's getting ready to go on another. Um, our buddy Travis Juck, he's been on a couple tours. He went to Canada with us. He went full-blown Canada mode. Full-blown Canada mode. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we had Matt Timpson out on this last tour, too. So it's been really cool to have other people kind of join in the mix. And we've had um, 
other people do guest vocals with us. We were just Luca. talking about like, yeah, we, we have Luca Toretta um, from the Chandelier Swing that's um, playing guitar with us on the road. And um, he's going to be playing drums with us on an upcoming tour. So it's not only cool to have like your best friend of 21 years 22? 22 22 years uh like you know on stage with you but like also have these new people kind of come in and out and totally. really develop good friendships with them too. Yeah, yeah and you and give them maybe maybe some experiences they may may not get with yeah. another band because that, that band just ain't doesn't want to tour or sure. or whatever it may be yeah that is very cool yeah once you play with us as a friend you're always a friend so the circle just keeps expanding you know with uh like christy has his wife has sung with us and she's on the on the new record a couple times and like the circle's probably nine or ten deep now oh yeah even more than that but it's awesome it's kind of how we you always envisioned it you know like a little flexibility malleability some people might be in or out at different times but it'll always still be at the core you know like you and your friends. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool the the other night when New Lingo played here, and they had uh, a couple of their, like, because it was their 10-year anniversary, so they would have, like, a, another one of the older members come up and play a song or two, and, and Chris Coleman was at one time a member of New Lingo, so he okay. got up there and, and uh, hurt himself playing... <laughs> <laughs> we we I knew as soon as he got up there he's gonna I, I thought he was gonna hurt his back because he was so excited and he just started jumping around and everything and he ended up like doing something to his hip but yeah it 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 was exciting to see him up there and and playing and yeah. enjoying himself but yeah yeah and and now we were just talking during the break that we're gonna have some of the people different people that we've toured with. Um, we, we, we've toured with this band called stay the course multiple times now. And at our show at duck room on the 18th of November, uh, <laughs> tickets on sale. Now, uh, <laughs> we're going to have a couple of those guys come up. One of them is going to play guitar. One of them is going to do guest vocals. And we're doing a festival in Philadelphia, um, in December where we're going to have one of the guys from tired radio come up and sing. And one of the guys from bad planning that there are label mates, he's going to come up and sing. So I'm all about like having people that uh, you know I'm friends with kind of on the periphery like come in and and add things to either studio recordings or or a live show I feel like that just makes it that much more fun yeah know? definitely well let's let's take another 5 we'll do a onesie this time and not a twosie okay. and we'll we'll play something to live for Okay. About that. Is that nice. cool? You give All me right. something to live for, T Oh, <laughs> man. I'm going to give you a round of applause. Right <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's Wes Hoffman and friends on Beyond FM. The best of everything STL. You're goddamn right. Beyond FM.
hanging out with West and Jacob. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about November 18th. Yes, November 18th at the Duck Room. Uh, West Hoffman and Friends. Blueberry the, Hill. Blueberry Hill, Duck Room. West Hoffman and Friends. Who else is playing? Uh, me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you better be playing. You're in the band. Uh, I'm not playing that night. No, uh, it's our good buddies from Wichita. Yes, stay the course. Stay the course. We have uh, Uncanny Valley. Uh, great pop punk band. Yes. If you if very you, very energetic. Yes, yes. Yeah. If you have not um, heard Uncanny Valley or seen them play, this would be a great opportunity. They are like my favorite up and coming band in St. Louis, in which I know that they've been around for maybe a couple of years now, but they're young. They just went on their first tour. Um, they're really good pe- dudes and they write really good catchy music. Yeah. So uncanny Valley is going to open the show. And then we have, uh, the disappeared, which is my whole reasoning behind this show was, um, you know, we wanted to play one last show, um, hometown show of the year. Uh, I wanted it to be at the duck room cause I, we haven't played there yet. Um, we were hoping that this would be our album release show, but, uh, as things go with, music industry and vinyl production and everything like that. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's not ready yet, but it will be at the beginning of the year. Um, we will have vinyl before that. I can't say when yet. I know when I just can't say when yet, but this was originally supposed to be our, like an album release. Um, but if, if, if the album wasn't ready yet, you know, it was still going to be a big local show. So, um, I wanted to have a a band like the disappeared who had been around for a while. Um, those guys have been around for I want to say like 16 or 17 years yeah something like that they're, they're um, veterans for sure yeah so they're veterans of the scene and then I wanted an up and coming band like Uncanny Valley and then an out of town band and it was a no brainer for us um, to have our friends from Stay the Course come play like um, they've played in St. Louis a few times now a couple times um, so you know people here definitely know who they are uh, but they're they have become really close friends of ours and um, you know I just really wanted... Uh, it was a chance for me to get them here and hang out with them, really. <laughs> yeah, it's just fun to hang out with your friends. And if they're really in a really good band, it's just that much easier, you know? Do yourself a favor. Go listen to Fountain of Youth by Stay the Course and then come sing it along with us in the front row. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And my advice, if you're going to the wonderful Blueberry Hill, this is my go-to before-show meal when I go to okay. Blueberry Hill. So they have, you know, they have the what, quarter pound bacon cheeseburger. Okay. So good. But with the cheddar spread on there. Yes, the cheddar the spread. The cheddar spread is to die for. That is, mm. I will definitely be eating one of those at some point. Uh, probably early in the, like, well, we're, we're playing last. So I guess if I have a burger at like six o'clock, that gives it probably like a solid four hours to digest. I think you'll yeah, be good. Like okay. yeah. Just don't, don't eat it 20 minutes before you can. No. Uh, uh, yeah. I love Blueberry Hill. Um, I, I've, I've had a lot of wild nights at Blueberry Hill. But, um, <laughs> in the venue, but. But also just like there hanging out, drinking with friends. I had my 30th birthday there. Um, I did. I did find my thrill. But it's it's a St. Louis institution, you yeah. know, and, and I saw Chuck Berry play there. I've seen um, Mest play there. I've seen a bunch of really good shows happen there. And um, I'm really excited to, to play there. It's going to be a good show. Tickets are on sale now. If you go to, uh, actually, if you go to the pageants website, the pageant, uh, stl.com, I think, yep. um, that's where you can get your tickets. Or if you go to Blueberry Hills website, um, you know, go to their events and their shows and that will lead you to it. But, um, yeah, we would love to see everybody there. Um, 
it's going to be a great show where we are playing a bunch of new songs off the record. Um, and we also have new merch. And if you do buy a ticket, I don't want to sound too much like a sales guy, but, <laughs> but if you do buy a ticket, all of the bands have donated, um, a t-shirt and, uh, we're giving away a cassette and disappeared is also giving away a cassette. And we're, we're even going to give away stickers and buttons and all that too. Probably a koozie. So if you buy a ticket in advance, um, that puts you in a drawing to win all of that. So nice. over a hundred dollar value for fifteen dollar ticket. Nice. You do the math. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lovely gift basket. Yeah, that absolutely. Cool. So, I want to win it. So I'm going to buy a ticket just yeah. so I can <laughs> the draw. I, might, I might buy one too. So, I mean, we're we're trying to. Um, I know that in St. Louis we have a, like a culture of uh, you know I'll just walk up and get a ticket you know and and I know that a lot of people are like well I don't know what I'm going to be doing that they night. don't realize that how like in this day and age how important it is for so on the venue side to for a, to see sales advanced yes. sales online it's very important if you can get those if you can buy those tickets early then chances are that that band is going to get booked more and more because. You can sell advanced tickets. Absolutely. And and not to get too much into the business side, but I do feel like the business side of music needs to be talked about a little bit more is um, like shows. I was just reading this on Twitter today. I follow a, a friend of mine who's a promoter down in Texas and like shows will get dropped. If, if they see that there's low tickets, if it's five tickets sold at a 300 cap venue, the, it, it will cost them more money to try to do a show with low attendance than it does for them to cancel the show so shows are getting dropped if if there's low tickets you know what i mean um that 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 is especially for here i mean in most shows like even even the local shows okay so first of all you have you know we have a what a thirty thousand dollar sound system we have to have somebody who runs that Mm -hmm. and they get paid pretty good money to do that because chris is very good then we have an actual lighting system that needs to be ran. Mm-hmm. That person needs to get paid. Then usually we have three Watch to tenders. four security guards security. To, to pay for that. And then actually just the general, you know, like, you know, electricity or whatever. I mean, granted, that's not thrown in. But so to have like they want to the venues want to see that that night is going to be covered as, you know, as far as labor costs go, you know, and not worried about necessarily making profit, but they want to make sure that they're not going to lose. Yes, absolutely. And, and from the bands, from, from our perspective as well, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a promoter. I book shows. Um, so it's always, if, if I bring a band in from out of town that has, you know, a a guarantee that they have to Mm. make this amount of money. And then there's venue costs into that. Like it's much more, it's a much less stressful for me if I see, Oh, We've already made like our met our costs and broken even through pre-sales, you know, instead of having to risk it and be like, man, well, I hope an extra 50 people show up because if so, if not, then I'm going to have to pay this out of my pocket. You know what I mean? Which, which is the risk that you take in business, Mm -hmm. but it's also uh, a lot more helpful when, you know, people are buying online tickets and it's just from a band standpoint, it's encouraging to us to see, oh, We've got a bunch of people coming to this show already. That's always kind of, I think, for me, that's always a little bit in the back of yeah, my like mind. If I call, like, if I call a show, I'm like, West, man, you're, up, you're already at 75 advanced sales. And you're like, well, then surely we're going to have at least 150, 200 exactly, people. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's always re- very encouraging. So um, it's it's an important thing, and, and I do I do want to touch on it a little bit because I, you know, I, I try to 
buy advanced tickets when I can. Um, if I know for sure that I'm going to go, um, you know, why not get that ticket? And a lot of times it, it's a, it's less expensive to buy it in advance anyways. Usually they're like, you know, three to $5. A lot of, I'm seeing a lot of like, Hey, it's $8 if you buy a ticket in advance, but it's 12 if you buy one. Well, now the, it's, you know. it's, it's starting to get, I'll, I'll talk about, I won't mention the certain promoter, but he is smart on his part that he does $10 in advance, 20 at the door. Yeah. You know, like yeah. if you're going to wait to, you know, that night, then you're going to pay and I'm going to make money off of it. But, and it's an incentive to buy early. Exactly. Too, for sure. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, um, so we, we talked about a little bit about new music, so let's play one yes. now. Um, I'm going to play paper hearts first. Would you ah, like to talk about that? I love bit? this song. You, do you want to talk about it? Are we playing it first or yeah. talking about it? First? No, well, we could talk about it first. Yeah, talk about it first. Okay. Let's talk about it first. Uh, this is a really fun song. Wes wrote it. Uh, it's on the new album that's coming out. Uh, how it should be. Uh, like Wes said, will be released soon, but we can't say when. Uh, it's I think it's a great track. It's one of my favorite new ones, uh, and we'll be playing it live at Blueberry Hill. So, yes, and um, as far as like the kind of the content behind it, um, this is this is probably my favorite song off of the new album. Um, as far as the content behind it, uh, this is kind of like uh, if you were writing a breakup letter to somebody and being kind of like. Um, you know, a, a proverbial breakup letter, like an imaginary one, like, Hey, I'm, I'm taking this paper heart. I'm folding it up. I'm putting it in an envelope. And like, this is the end, you know, I'm kind of like sealing the deal closure. It's over. Um, that type of thing. So yeah, let's, let's give it a spin T-bone. Well, also to, just to add a little juice to the, to the, to the soup, I guess. Ooh. Um, I did not listen. I didn't listen to any of the new songs yet. I just produced oh, okay. it. I produced it kind of just with my eyes and not my ears. Okay. So I, this is my first time hearing it too. So I'll, I'll kind of review it when we come back. How about that? Yeah. This good. is Wes Hoffman and friends and Paper Hearts. And uh, this is a sneak peek as, as you will. It's not released yet. So enjoy.
Hoffman and Friends. It's Paper Hearts on the Best of Everything STL Beyond FM. And we're going to give a round of applause. It's good stuff. Thank you. Thanks. It's all the, 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 it's everything that you want it to be, I think. Oh, thank it's, you, man. It's fast. It's fun. It's yeah, kind of meaningful. Yeah. All that stuff. So Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, that was one that after I was done, I was like, this is a good one. This is going on the album. <laughs> I usually send all like a lot of the demos that I do, I send to him yeah. and I'll just kind of be like, Hey man, what do you think of this? And, um, you know, like you consigliere. Yes. Usually like if, if, if his reaction is like, Oh, you know, it's kind of okay. Like you've written stuff like that before. Like it's pretty good. Like, you know, but it's not great. Um, I'm not usually that harsh. But, no, no, yeah. no. He he's very good with. You're very good with like you know like letting me down easy. <laughs> but but like if if it's really good, he'll be like, hell yeah, yeah. So that was one that got a hell yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about a minute to breathe, which is another new one. Yes. So uh, this is a good one. Um, I think around this time that I wrote this one, it was. Um, I was listening to a lot of like MXPX, which is one of my favorite bands. I think it in in our band MXPX would probably be uh, one of our favorite collectively, like one of our favorite bands that we all really like. Um, and I kind of just wanted to write like a, a straightforward, like um, fast skate punk style song. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Do you, what What are your thoughts about a minute to breathe? Um. I like it. (laughs) I, I, yeah, I don't know. We haven't played it much yet. Uh, actually. Yeah. So it's, 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 uh, new in our live repertoire. Um, but I, I mean, I really love the song. We we just started practicing it. Um, and, and the, the content behind it is just, you know, uh, we need like life is busy. We need to take a minute to breathe. We need to take a step back. Like don't live too much in the future. Don't live too much in the past. Like, um, you know, take a minute to sit back and enjoy life and, and just kind of have that positive uplifting note to it. And I will say that this song does feature clue Christy Undersay of clueless. Um, uh, this is one song that she sings kind of in the bridge and through, through the end of the chorus. So if I think you're really going to like this yeah, one, this is just funny. a super fun, straightforward song. Cool. Let's do it. This is a minute to breathe new West Hoffman and friends on beyond FM. <laughs>
right, there we go. <laughs> I'm not prepared for that ending, but a uh, minute to breathe. It's Wes Hoffman and Friends' new stuff. It's very good. Very yes, good. thank you. Yes. Uh, the first time I heard Christy sing that part, uh, we were in the studio. We were doing like a little odds and ends session where we all kind of got together. We put in like little stuff like woodblock and tambourine and keyboards. And when she sang that and it was done, I was like... I had goosebumps. I was literally like, I think I probably even cried a little bit. I was like, <laughs> that sounded amazing. So she yeah, killed it. And, and also, uh, just to give it to her a little bit, it's, I hear a little edit, more attitude in her singing when she's singing with you guys than like the older stuff with Sonic Candy and, sure, and, and sure. things like that. It's like a little, little rougher around the, I like it. Like, yeah. It's a little more angry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, she has a great angry voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, Hess. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she she does have a a, a beautiful, pretty oh, voice, too. And I mean, you know, I've, I've seen her sing, do videos for the National Anthem and all that stuff, and I mean, she pulls it off. Yeah, great. absolutely. She's going to be singing with us um, at the Duck Room show. Uh, I think we have four or five different songs that she's going to sing on with us. So, yeah. yeah. Nice. It's, it's and and just a reminder, that's November 18th, the Duck Room. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Say it as many times as you can, loud and proud. <laughs> November 18th, November 18th, loud and proud. Well, okay. maybe get a tattoo that says November 18th on my chest, but uh, I feel like it's <laughs> that's not, not true. It's on your ass. He <laughs> <laughs> said, if I want to stay in the band, I have to show it at least once during the show. So. You should just, I wouldn't. <laughs> necessarily put the 18th just because then you'll have to play like monday and tuesday shows or whatever but you could just get november you can get in on one cheek feet on the other and have the other you know. that's right okay all right i like it uh, yeah but jokes are great <laughs> well 200 bucks down in weird ass tattoo so lesson learned pun intended with he, ass he really likes november <laughs> oh man that is awesome well I, I appreciate you guys coming in i'm not i'm not really cutting you off short if you want to hang out all night yeah can, sure but you want to hang out more yeah we uh i, I did want to talk a little bit about the album let's too. do it um yeah yeah so so that song is going to be the first single off the album and that that will probably be out here before the end of the or it's not the first single but it's the first one that we're putting out like kind of leading up to the album release is a minute to breathe and um i did want to say we we didn't mention on here like shout out to the labels that are putting this out for us jumpstart records and wrecking crew records up in canada um that has also you talked a little bit about like being you know being in a band with your friend for a really long time and um that's always been a dream of mine is to get signed to a record label and um, work with one and, and, you know, be a part of this bigger group of bands. And I think we're already starting to see kind of um, we're doing a festival in Philadelphia here in a few weeks uh, that that 30 minute fest that jumpstart records is putting on that a bunch of really cool bands are going to be a part of a Wilhelm scream, um, no trigger, bad planning, you vandal. So that has been really cool. And uh, we're just really thankful to them. And then also uh, our manager, Eric, um, who also has helped book a ton of shows and like point us in the right direction and kind of helped with everything in, in leading up to this album coming out. So, um, yeah. 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 A lot went into this album. We're really excited to release it. And I also wanted to say, and <laughs> no, I can talk forever. So, uh, the floor's yours. Man. Uh, 
Gabe from who plays drums in the disappeared, who mm-hmm. also plays in like Dan Vapid and the cheats. And, um, yeah, he's all over the place. Uh, the, the disappeared Ultraman um, horror section. Uh, he recorded the whole entire album. So uh, mixed mastered uh, did everything with it. So it was also re- a really special thing to have him be, uh, you know, to have one of his bands play uh, this show with us, which like I said, we thought was going to be our release show, but uh, the music industry is, is a tricky thing. And um, uh you know, a lot of things can kind of be delayed, like distribution and vinyl production and all that. So it's all just like, it's all just, uh, you know, we, we, it's going to be out soon and I'm going to be really happy about it. So <laughs> I'm not happy now, but I will about, be happy when the album's up. out. <laughs> you got about 50 songs lined up for the next one too. I do. Yeah. The next one. There's going to be no sophomore slump. I can tell you that. This dude's got like 40, 50 songs in the, in the bank. <laughs> I do. So. So this album was all recorded at Encapsulated? Correct. Yep, Correct. Encapsulated Studios. Because, uh, I got I to give take my head off to Gabe because he did Bruiser Queen's last album, which mm-hmm. sounded amazing compared to their before stuff. And he did some Fight Back Mountain stuff. Which yes, sounded he did. Incredible. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I don't... Gabe is the best I think you can get. It, it's incredible, the, the quality of his recording and his production. And, and I mean... I think that, uh, you know, getting a little bit deeper into it as well, like, um, the songs have to be good, you know, the songs and that's, yeah. that's on, that's on me. That's on us is that the songs have to, they have to be good songs, but in order, you know, the production also has to be good. And that's something that I don't do. Like I, I know how to record demos in garage band, but I don't know how to make them sound like radio quality songs. And I really don't think that if, if it wasn't for Gabe making those songs sound as good as they do on the record, I don't think we would have had the opportunity to work with labels like jumpstart, you know, that have been around for 27 years, um, you know, and I have heard it on vinyl. We do have the test presses and it sounds, it sounds really amazing. So shout out to Gabe, who I, I really feel like is kind of an unspoken member of this band, having recorded a five song EP and now a 10 song album for us. You know, um, when you work with somebody that much, they, they get to know your, your sound and what you're going for. And, and they really, they contribute like, um, as much to the record as you do in a lot of ways. Definitely. Rustin says hi. Oh. He wish he could have been here tonight. Oh, no worries. Yeah. Hi, Rustin. Uh, I think because we sprung it up so fast. Like everybody, uh, I like put something out there. And I'm like, there's a live show tonight. <laughs> like, yeah. We did it for Wes. I, I appreciate it. I like to move fast too. I'm kind of like, hey, are we, are we doing this? Like when I'm booking shows, um, especially tours, like the hardest part for me is waiting on an answer from a venue or promoter. I'm like, so many things can get done so quickly. If you just, a lot of times you're just hurry up and wait. You're just like waiting on an answer from somebody. So I appreciate you jumping in and getting us on the schedule so quickly and, and all that. So definitely I understand, especially, I mean, especially when you're in other bands too. Like if you reach out to them, say, Hey, you want to do this show? Oh, I got to check with this person, you know, all the members. Oh yeah. Like, Local local bands like if, if there's one word that I could one word of advice that I could give to local bands not just in St. Louis but to anywhere where where you are is I have I struggle with so much like uh, the bands that we that we end up playing with are the bands that get back to me quickly yeah. um, you know there's when I'm trying to find local bands in Louisville or Nashville and 
you send a message and you know i don't understand why it doesn't take us that long to decide whether or not we can do a show it's i drop it in the group chat like hey we got offered to do a show like this date can you guys do it? And usually I get answers back that day and I can get back to the person like that day. Um, but multiple, multiple follow-ups to be like, Hey, can you play? Can you play? Can play? And a lot of, a lot of that hinges on whether or not I get the date at the venue hinges on whether or not I can get locals. So I'm waiting on that to happen. So it, there has to be, you know, get back to people when they ask you if you, if you can play shows, even if the answer is no, that's helpful. Exactly. Yeah. There's no will save us money, too. Yeah. In time. Yeah. Where are you going, Wes? He, he's walking out of the interview. What? He's, he's going to go pee on something. <laughs> Do you want us to play a song? <laughs> All right. Well, it's me and Tony. Okay, Jacob. Let's, let's right. really give me the lowdown All on right, how shitty Wes Hoffman is. Jeez, man, because he acts like you. the nicest guy oh, in the scene. It's but all a could. facade. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous if people buy into it does it have any bad habits on the road that happened no wes is so no wes 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 puts his tour manager hat on sometimes and he's all business oh, and then man. right before and right after the show we cut loose but leading up to it that day it's like very he, yeah he's very straightforward he's he doesn't really have bad habits everybody else in the band has bad habits <laughs> not wes is he like the parent of the group? Then I, guess? I think so a little bit. We're all just kind of wild and weird and West. I mean, if you can believe it is the normal one. So <laughs> he kind of keeps us in line. And uh, I mean, he, like he was just saying, all kidding aside, like so much goes into these tours and these shows that he promotes in books, um, all the emails back and forth, phone calls, lining up stuff with venues. And, you know, I'm not telling you anything you don't know because yeah. you're in this business. Um, you know, it's, it so much goes into it behind the scenes. Um, and so it's it's always really exciting when he pulls it off. Um, and, you know, I, I just have so much respect. The more and more I'm on the road with him, the more I see him do. And I'm just like, wow, you put all this together. It's, I mean, it's really impressive, honestly. Like, i not blowing smoke. I have just nothing but praise yeah. for his work. I mean, it take, I mean, it, and it really does take commitment in years to build these relationships, especially out-of-town relationships where, you know, you're trying to, come there with things where you, everyone wants to be successful for the most part and not have issues like, you know, you know, how to, you drive six hours and then all of a sudden what, Oh, well we didn't schedule a sound guy that night or oh, whatever it may be. Happen. You know, yeah, there's no yeah. sound guy tonight. Oh, we didn't know you were coming. And, and then, yeah. And then, you know, another guy gets there 30 minutes later and says, Oh no. Yeah. We knew you were coming here. Hold on. Let me call the sound guy. I mean, stuff like that can happen. It doesn't happen a lot, but you never know what's going to happen on the day of a show. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. So, I mean, because you know? so, I mean, you you learn along the way of of who you want to deal with later on, and it's easier, you know, after you get a couple of years in. But yeah. I'm sure that first year or so, like you, you call a club, like, oh, this looks like a decent place, and you show up, and yeah. it's like they just don't have their yeah. ducks in a row. They and, haven't yeah, done anything for you. Yeah, absolutely. And and especially when you're playing out of town, you know, it, it, making relationship, getting, you know. Forging relationships with those local bands is really important too, because if you call up the venue and you're say in Cleveland and you're like, Hey, you know, we're Wes Hoffman and friends from St. Louis. We're coming through. We'd love to play your venue. They're going to go cool. You're going to bring what zero people with you. Cause you know, we're a 12 hour drive away. Yeah. So why, what, why would we want to book well, the you? same place here? But, it's like, you can send me like music or whatever. If you're two or three hours away, but I can't do nothing for you. We're an 1800 cap venue where right. like if you, 
got a hold of some locals and jumped on with them. Exactly. And yeah, you, you play here. Oh, the venues yeah. wild. Exactly. And so forging those relationships with those local bands is so important too. Um, not to sound too utilitarian about it, but like, because we just meet some amazing people along the way doing that. But like getting those relationships solid with those local bands, I mean, it, you'll just keep getting invited back to these to these places over and over. So it's awesome. Oh, shoot. Wes is back. Hold on. Uh, so anyway, we were saying uh, Wes is a great guy. <laughs> 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 Nothing bad was said. While Sorry about that. That's okay. You hey, make your calls. When you got to go, you got to go. People need to know you're a human being just like them. I do go to the bathroom just like everybody else. I, I, not me. I never go. <laughs> well, thanks for having us, man. This yeah. was great. No, this was awesome, and yeah. I appreciate you always. And I, I wanted to say to you, man, I appreciate what you guys are doing here, and I know that, like, Beyond FM, you guys have been doing show, you know, putting on shows, and I think what you're doing with this show um, – you're not only doing interviews like this, but just playing local music on the internet, I think is very important. I really appreciate that, that you guys have a presence here and that you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, we are trying and now we're just trying to find out what the next step is. That's always, yeah. yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> I feel like it's very similar for like our band, you know, um, when we first started kind of like, We've been a band since 2017, but like when we really started taking this seriously in like 2020, 2021, and uh, you know, at first the goal is like let's play a show and get a hundred people there. Well, then you do that. Then what's next? You know, and then now it's, for then it was like, well, we want to do a weekender. Then we did a weekender, and now it's like we want to do a longer tour. And and then it was like, okay, well, we want to record. We put out an EP. Now we want to put out an album. Now we we want to have a label put it out for us and it's always like a constant hustle and kind of a constant uh grind of of trying to figure out what's next and and i th i think it's important to um i write down every every year around this time i write down goals that i have for our band and uh you know th this last year i think we we crossed off almost every single there were some there were some things that like we did that weren't on the goal list yeah that I could kind of add and be like, okay, we went to Canada. Like that was really cool, you know? Um, but then there were other goals that like we didn't quite hit. And um, I think something really powerful happens when you write things down and get it out of your head and into a physical. Yeah, it puts it in the universe thing. a little more. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I, I think as I was looking through kind of the goals of, of this year and that we've like accomplished a lot of those, I, I was in a weird way. It was like, they kind of just happened. It wasn't like, you know, I, I took action, but I didn't try super, super hard. I kind of just like followed the, the breadcrumbs, if you will, yeah. you know, it was kind of like that a little bit with me. I mean, in April, I had a job that I didn't like. Okay. And I like, I knew it. And I'm like, I'm, I can't do this. And I like, I quit like same day. I like, I quit. I can't do this. And then a month later, well, I, I was like, I'm going to try to make a living off beyond FM or whatever. Again, and uh, reach out to Rich, who works here. I was like, hey, would you guys be interested in me doing some promo, you know, voice work, promo work for shows or whatever, and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'll get back to you. And then, like, two weeks later, he's like, I got a better idea. You want a job? You know? And I'm like, so now I, I got that fall in my lap, kind of. That's and awesome. now it's like, I'm still trying to figure out, what am I, what am I doing with it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, but well, as you see, they've kind of rolled out the red carpet for me, and, you know, and really want me here long term and 
and things like that. I'm just learning how to do things. So, yeah, that's well, great. I do have to say, it did hurt my feelings though when you wrote in your uh, journal that like replace all members this year. <laughs> so I don't know. I didn't know how to take it. But you weren't supposed to like, see. Maybe that. he didn't mean me. Maybe he meant everybody but me. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> No, for for real though, it it's um you know, I I am very thankful for for what we've been able to do and um you know, at at one point I literally thought that like I mean even even in the time that I was on the show last mm-hmm. um to now, we've done so much since that time. I think that was like 2021 or 22, maybe early 22. Yeah, um, it's cuz yeah, we've been in we're I've been here for six months, and then it's it was at Collinsville for like six months. It was at Rockstar. Uh, it was at Rockstar. The, yeah. yeah. Uh, so so yeah, it was twenty twenty one. I think. Yeah, it, it's been. We've done so much during that time, and um, you know, I I I just have to stop every once in a while because you can you can get lost in the weeds of booking shows and practicing and writing songs and promoting stuff and. Um, you know, buying gear and, and doing all these things that you can forget that like, wow, I'm like, this was what I dreamed to be doing, uh, touring around the country, playing festival, playing music festivals and shows with some of my favorite bands, like traveling around the country with my best friends, like playing music, the, uh, just having these extraordinary experiences, which like, we're not, we're not playing to 500 people a night yet. You know what I mean, but like we're we're playing to you know maybe a hundred people a night on the road, but and that's you such are, a cool thing. Still, you know that's awesome. Like you guys are old enough, and you you're you're business minded enough to appreciate the grind, you know, and just yeah. keep adding and adding every time you go there. Yep, hundred people next time, hundred twenty five. Yes, next time, hundred fifty. That was yeah. the thing that I wanted to say earlier about um too is like it doesn't really start like I think I think maybe a, a a misconception that some people might have is like, Oh, well we'll go out and we'll play one show in Chicago and there'll be a hundred people there. And it's like, it really, for us, it really hasn't started hitting. I mean, some places we have gotten lucky, but like, you know, we went to Indianapolis and there were 15 people there. And the next time we came back, there were 30. And like, you know, when we go back again, hopefully there'll be 60, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you kind of may run across just a, a local who's hot. That's yeah, on the bill and yeah. you're like, Oh wow. Okay. Now, now it's kicking in. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, we, we played Memphis and we jumped on a show with like two weeks, to, two weeks before the show. And now we're going back in February. We haven't announced it yet, but we're going back in February and, you know, I booked the show. We got a better venue. We got better locals. And so it's like it, it you kind of have to learn. What I've learned is when I go to a city and we don't have that great of a turnout, what affected this? Like, was it the locals? Was it the night of the week? Was it just that city doesn't have a strong scene? Maybe we don't go back. Or maybe you know. there was just an event that night. And yeah. Yeah. You, know, you didn't yeah. realize like We've it was a local, local event and like. Yep, you know, like some uh, Memphis barbecue fest or something that yeah. you didn't know about. You <laughs> yeah. know? Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the first the night that we were playing, the first night we played in Indianapolis, um, right down the street, Motion City Soundtrack was playing. Yeah, and that's like <laughs> literally our demo, like genre. yeah, like our our genre of people that would that would go. So like we kind of knew everyone, and you can't help that. You can't really plan for that, you know. Um, but I, I think to just an encouraging thing to people that are out there that want to tour is like, you know, you gotta like 
start hitting. I mean, yeah, there's some markets that like you'll hit right away and, and they'll be great. But like, I feel like it doesn't really start hitting until like the second or third time that you go. And in the meantime, you're growing and you're putting out albums and you're putting out songs and you're, you're going other places, but like, um, you know, so you kind of get more well known on like a, a broader scale too. So maybe that helps bring people out. But I mean, there's, there's other times where it's like, you play Nat. We played Nashville, and there was like fifty people there. And then the next time we went back, there was like seven. You know, so it it yeah. depends. You know, but we're going back again because it's Nashville. You, you know, you can't have yeah. those amazing experiences or meet those awesome people or make those connections with those bands unless you go out and, and try and do it. Absolutely, you never know where it's going to lead. One night might be a dud, and then the next night you play the best show you've ever played. You make twenty new fans. You sell a bunch of merch. You have fun in the city that night. Like those are experiences and and memories and friendships and stuff that you forge along the way. That if you just stay local, you'll you just don't get the chance to to, to experience. Yeah. And it's not, it's not always about like how well the show, how many people there, how much money you made or how much merch you sold or how well you played. It's, it's really more about like the experiences. We're only going to live for so long. You know what I mean? Like rays are already creeping in. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like have some fun while we can. (laughs) Like we're, we're, this is like, you know, really trying to kind of have that ethos of like, how how much longer am I going to be around, and how much longer am I going to be able to do this? And uh, I get you know, it all the time, man. <laughs> I say it all the time. Like, how long longer can I do this? But, like, and I and I and I joke around, but I'm serious. Like, one day Kirsten might be rolling me into pops in a wheelchair for my last show, you know. And hopefully, it's a sold out local show where we have 1,800 people and 10 bands, and you know, and then that's the goal. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's. But hopefully uh, it's more, you know, around 75 ish. I'll take that. Right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And yeah. So, that's a waste. And, not, and that's 59. <laughs> no, <you know>? right, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But I mean, same thing. It's like, you know, I hope to be doing this as long as I can, but, you know, I know that, um, you know, I'm not getting any younger. I, I hate that phrase, but like, it's true. And, but I don't feel. I, I don't feel old. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't. It's weird when I you say say our age out loud. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's weird. I don't. I feel like I'm 26. Yeah, and, and it, it's like a it's it's fun because a lot of times like when we're on the road, people don't think that we're as old as we are. <laughs> but like, uh, whatever. I I mess with people sometimes when they like ask me how old I am. I'll be like, well, how old do you think I am? And they'll be like, oh, 32. And I'll be like, bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> So it's such a nice feeling, you know. But but um, I mean, we don't play like we're old either. We no. jump around like we we put. Um, you know, I can definitely say for I think I can speak for all of us when I say we put a hundred percent into our stage show. We yeah. um, we don't necessarily at this point we don't necessarily talk about oh when you're going to jump here and this this is going to happen here like. Yeah. But you play enough shows together. After a while, it's just you just know what you're going to do, what the other guy's doing. It just all comes together. Yeah. And, and we're all, we're all enjoying our time up there. Like our 40, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Like we're all enjoying doing what we're doing up there. And I think, um, when you're really enjoying it and you're getting into it and you're passionate about it and you're jumping around and, and going ape shit, (laughs) like, then people in the crowd are going to get into it as well. Yeah, yeah, if you're not, we've said so many times, like, if you're not into your own music, how do you expect other people, exactly. especially people yeah. who haven't heard it, to get into your music? And, you know, we don't take for granted the fact that people spend money, they maybe have to get a babysitter, pay for parking, do whatever to come out to see one of our shows. We're going to put on the best 
damn show we can that night, every night. It doesn't matter if there's three people in the audience. In fact, that might mean we'll play harder just to show the people there, like, yeah, you didn't waste your money or your time coming here. Like, it's just all about, I don't know, I think we all have that kind of uh, dog in us, so to speak. We <laughs> just want we, we to play hard. We want to jump around. We want to put on the, the best possible live show, and we really, really do try um, to make it to make it a really fun experience and because uh, why would you just want to stand around in one spot you know yeah well and I mean our our music is our music lends itself to that live show you know like I I, I will specifically Definitely. write parts to where I'm like okay we all need to be jumping around here we all need to be like and and you know we don't even have to talk about it at this point it's like I just know we're all gonna be going crazy during this one specific part and and um I think that is something too that you know, you asked the question about like something that's surprised that if we've been surprised or, or the winning crowds over something to that effect, you asked a question about that. And I think that helps us a lot that like, if we were just went up there and played our songs and stood there and like kind of got into it a little bit, like people would be like, Oh, these guys are good. But like the fact that we're kind of throwing our guitars around, we're jumping all over the place. Like I'm getting into people's faces and you know, um, if, if you're singing along, I'm going to get in your face. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? I'm going to sing along with you. I'm going to sing the songs. I'm going to point my finger at you, you know, and um, I think people love that. I love that when I go to shows, oh, yeah. you know, like when we go see a Wilhelm Scream or MXPX or, um, you know, some band, Bouncing Souls or something like I'm going to be, there's very few shows that I like to get in the front for, but I will get in the front for all of those three bands and I'm going to be up there being like, you know, oh, I am a true believer, you know, like <laughs> singing every word. Like, I'm yeah. a true believer, T-Bone. <laughs> Definitely. <sighs> One more time, November 18th. Yes. Blueberry Hill Duck Room, November 18th. Tickets on sale B now, square, Sonny. B square. How much are tickets? $15. 15 And now for $15, you could win a merch... <laughs> Prize pack valued at over a hundred dollars. Yay! Oh, oh, what was that? I think I just wait. Heard, there's I, more. I think I just heard a. I think I just heard a ticket sale. <laughs> Every time a ticket sells, an angel get his wings. <laughs> yes. So buy them now. Red Bull gives you wings, but so does ticket sales. Yes, it does. All right, and one more. Uh, let's. Are you trying to get the new album out by Christmas? Because I know you're a marketing guy. Are you trying to do it? No. 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 Um, new year then? It, it Yes. It'll be after the new year. So um, our, our... Maybe a fine Valentine's gift? Yes. Okay. Yes. We'll, um, we'll so our... Um, our label owner, Jeremy from Jumpstart Records, um, you know, we really wanted to try to get it out by um, before Thanksgiving. Um, I, I personally feel like, and, and, you know, he and my manager as well, like anything after Thanksgiving through the new year gets buried. Like yeah, because pe people are spending money on other things, people yeah. spending money on the holidays. They're going to holiday parties. Like just music does not get paid attention to as much during those times. So we're going to wait until after the new year. Uh, we will have vinyl at some of our shows before the album is like out on streaming and, and available like online. So um, if you're going to be in Philadelphia, you on December 2nd, you might be able to order to buy one at broken goblet brewing. Uh, if you're going to be in Kansas city 
on December 8th, you might be able to buy one at the Rhino. Um, and if you're going to be in Florida um, for our tour there, we'll probably have them at that show too. I'll just go knock on Wes's door in a couple of weeks and see if you can. Yeah. Get one off. Yeah. You can also hit me up and I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to get one to you, but um, we're kind of like just going to be selling them at the shows until like it's out, out, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, also follow jumpstart records and wrecking crew records for, um, for like updates on all of that as well. But yeah, I really wanted to get it out before Thanksgiving, but it's just like, um, That's show busy. it is, <laughs> <laughs> well on that note we're gonna get out of here thank you right, tony thanks appreciate you. yeah this was fun. great man yeah this was awesome and we'll do it again soon Winter. sooner than last time yes right we will we will yep and hopefully we make things happen but we'll talk more like we will we yeah. will we're gonna <laughs> make it happen make it happen we're going to leave you with one more from Wes Hoffman and friends. Which one is this? Selection called Not a Second Too Soon. Ooh, good one. Okay. And we'll see you next week here on Beyond FM. Goodbye. Not a minute too late. Not a second too soon. Oh.